This is an In the Locker Room podcast from SNR. Catch Tunch and Wolf live weekdays from 10 to noon on your 24-hour home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. You know, it was ugly. It was ugly for the game of football. I think all of us that are involved in the game, particularly at this level, um, want to safeguard and protect the game, its integrity. Um, and in that instance, it was compromised, obviously, uh, with an unfortunate incident. No, make no mistake. It's not revenge he's after. It's a reckoning. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio. Two weeks ago, the Steelers lose 21-7. And it wasn't just the loss. It's the way they lost to the Cleve Brownies. The way it went down at the very end. And so, my friend, Act 2 is here. And it calls for something. Something special. Not revenge. Not get back but something with deeper meaning. Something like a reckoning, which by definition is a bill or an account or its settlement. My friend, I ask you, yeah. are we gonna have a reckoning or in the words of Ton Chilkin back in the 80s, let's kill him. <laughs> <laughs> is it gonna be revenge? Uh, you know what, uh, as, uh, uh, as Doc Holliday played by Val Kilmer, said it it's a reckoning i i like the reckoning is a deeper meaning than revenge revenge is kind of uh uh emotional and uh i, I mean it's it's a nice word uh for football but uh, i still can't get over that meeting we're sitting in the meeting room and it's only wednesday and so Ron Blackledge is going over the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Dunch just blurts out. Just like, it's like it's a. It's the Oilers. Yeah. yeah it, it was after the, after the, uh, after the uh, brawl the we had down game, there. Yeah. So we're sitting there and it's just like the thought dropped from your brain to your mouth like a gumball machine. Yeah. Like somebody just dropped a quarter in you. And you go, let's kill him. And Ron Blackledge goes, whoa, whoa. Hey, 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 whoa. <laughs> And Blackie was just all over himself, right. trying to like, wait a minute, wait a minute. We we want to, hey, we gotta be, we gotta be like, uh, we gotta be like an assassin. You gotta be cool in the a head, silent by, assassin, a silent assassin, cool in the head but hot in the heart. Right, you know, yeah, he was yeah. saying, and it was just That's too it, funny. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's what he yeah. used to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it was, was just too funny. Yeah. And you, you, you just, you, it's like you, you just couldn't help yourself. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I, I, I've had those moments in my. It was like days. a Tourette, a touch Tourette moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. You're, 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 uh, you're you know, correct. That that whole visualization of Ledge sitting behind his his desk yeah. and, and going, home, home, yeah. home, 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 home. <laughs> oh, I forgot how funny that was. Uh, we it, were roaring. Yeah, it was funny. It was funny. Oh, uh, my heavens. So, what do you think, Chalooch? Um, it does have a deeper meaning, does it not? You know what, uh, uh, Wolf? I, you won't. This game is going to be a very emotional game. Not, you know, not only because of the reckoning factor, not only because of the revenge factor, but because what's at stake. I mean, if uh, if the Steelers lose this game, 
the Cleveland Browns and the Steelers will both be six and six, and the Browns will have swept the Steelers. Oh, and so yeah, so so that it 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 puts them in a position where you know maybe the playoffs. Uh, to quote Jim Mora, playoffs, right. playoffs. You know, uh, you know he. he you gotta get it, more on the high high harmony there. Yeah, playoffs. Yeah, playoffs. You gotta have a little voice. Oh yeah, I, I don't. I, I can't do that. Yeah, I, I can't do that. But but uh, uh, but it would be. It's gonna be hard to make the playoffs if you lose this one. Uh, you gotta Very win hard. this one. Yeah, and uh, you know you've gotta um, you gotta win this one. You gotta uh, beat Buffalo. Uh, and I think you got to beat Arizona. The, and you know, it, these games are going to be uh, be very, very tough uh, uh, down the stretch. You know, it's interesting to me that you pointed out the emotional aspect of this game because it's so fresh on right. the heels yeah. of the Thursday night fiasco meltdown at the end. And it really does kind of remind me of that the Houston Oilers situation yeah. when you went to read it out. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Okay, I know I did. It was it. funny. Yeah. It was funny. Okay, but it also spoke to the fact that was that was a pretty vicious deal we right. had going on yeah. down there with the Glanville led Oilers yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I I I I don't think. How? Let me ask you this: yeah. How do you go into this trying to? When we look at it, the reckoning is more less the emotion and more about settling an account that's come due. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But in our day, it was very much a, a vengeful type game. Yeah. And, and you you really balled up the fist and kind of and it, we kind of looked we looked forward to it because right, right, it, right. Was it, it was all about it was revenge. Back. It was. It, it was, was the all get about back. revenge. Uh I, I I I you know You're really good at revenge. I so I just <laughs> You know, biblically we could talk about this and how this is wrong. Yeah, right. But we were wrong a lot in our right. playing yeah, days. Yeah, revenge is mine <laughs> saith the Lord. Yes. Uh um but um but we wanted to be the holy hammer of God. Yeah, that's right. Well, David, da- David, uh, uh, you know, uh, David was a, a, a vengeful man. Yes. Yeah, I mean, he man was full he, of yeah, problems. Yeah, that's right. He was full of problems. He had a heart after the Lord. Yeah, but, but he, he was you a know, man just yeah, he, like us. Yeah, he was a man after God's own heart. And if a man's after God's own heart has vengeance, no, no, I, I, I'm not going to say that. Uh, We're getting into some bad theology yeah, bad here, theology. brother. Yeah, 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 but bad theology. But um. At the time, uh, we were steeped in emotion. Right. I, you know, we well, played. Well, Abercrombie yeah, had been knocked out behind yeah, the play. Right, right. And, needlessly. Uh, and uh, emotion drove us. Right. It did drive us. Oh, there's uh, no question. The emotion of intensity, the emotion of fear of failure, the emotion of joy when you won, uh, the emotion of... Uh, uh, of setting the score, uh, you know, be- that, that sounds better than revenge. Uh, <laughs> but I, you know what? I, 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 I'm going to find it very hard uh, to look at those guys on Sunday at 1 o'clock and not see emotion, revenge, uh, and all those things that, uh, you know— uh, it's going to be tough. Uh, it's going to be tough. I was going to ask you a question. What's that? All right. Do you think? Who do you think has? The, Don't be messing up my yeah, like yeah. my script of things. Okay. Well, you ask me stuff all the time. Okay. When well, I, yes, but you uh, know, 
Okay, is this going to screw you up? And don't, don't answer know. it. Okay. Uh, if you if if it's going to mess you up, who do you think's got the uh, uh, the bigger revenge factor, us or them? Now that's a good question. Okay, that one I can answer. So you you weren't waiting for that, yeah? No, no. Yeah, yeah. I right. thought that. I think that's a very yeah. good question yeah. because really, it when when you start with is it a reckoning or is it revenge, and then. Who's got the bigger? Well, you know, reckoning it works because it was a it was well, Tombstone. Yeah, I liked it. It yeah, was Doc yeah, Holliday. Yeah, yeah, you know, Doc talking Holliday. about Johnny Ringo. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, make no mistake about yeah. it. It's a reckoning he's after. It, for what? For being born. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, the fact is, um, you look at this game, and I, in my mind, uh, I, I, I think it's the Steelers have the greater right. juice yeah, in coming so back too. because again the. To to watch that clip over and over of Miles Garrett look 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 and then tomahawk him on the head right, I mean I went I pulled up I watched Lyle Ozado 1982 right he and Chris Ward by right. the way did you realize that there was no fine for Lyle Ozado no, I know I know they, they flagged him with unsportsmanlike yeah because they had nothing on the books about weaponizing somebody's helmet right right yeah you know I mean. It's hilarious because Matt Millen was reading the article, the section. I got it somewhere around here. The thing about not, it's the Lyle Zato rule. Yeah. You cannot, thou shalt not taketh thine helmet and weaponize it. Yeah, right. You yeah. know, I mean, that's literally what it's, it says. Yeah. You know, and I had to laugh because Millen is, is, is you know, in an interview, he's laughing and I'm laughing because I'm laughing at Millen and we're talking, you know, about El Zato, who we all know was a, uh, a, a, a polarizing force, right? Right, crazy, a little bit crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, and and the fact that you he know he got up, saved before he passed away. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I thought yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, um, but go ahead, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, and what what a, what a great deal that is. Uh, the fact is, Lyle was just one of those volatile guys. Right. Yeah. I remember the first time I played against him in the third play, we got into a fight. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean, he was. It didn't take long. Yeah. You know, to to, to try to when you were a young guy. Yeah. He was going to test you in right. every manner that he could as soon yeah. as he could. Yeah. Yeah. And I think tearing the helmet off and and thrown at it yeah. was, woo, you know. But yeah. the point is that is what became the Alzado rule. Yeah. <laughs> and Matt laughing, going, "You think somebody tearing your helmet off and throwing it at you was uh, unsportsmanlike?" Yeah. <laughs> so it was. It was something. So but was the, he asked that today uh, uh, after Miles Garrett did, or was that no, no? This that was, was back, some years ago. Yeah, right. And by the way, uh, at that time. Uh, he was a Raider, but before that, Lyle Alzada was a Cleveland Brown. Right, right. You know, yeah. And, I don't and know. Before that, a Denver Bronco. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, that's I did forget about that. Yeah, I forgot yeah. he was. He was part of the Orange Crush defense. Maybe, maybe being in a mile high, you know, that airified, rarefied yeah. air. Yeah. Then you you come down to where the drinking water the, in in Cuyahoga catches on fire now and then. Yeah. Maybe there's something in the water after yeah. something in the air. Yeah. So the point being is. We we are we already kind of said this is all about reckoning really because revenge, I don't think the commission would go for that. Right. Why do you think they got Marquise out? Yeah. You know what I mean. You know it's it's interesting. Do you think the uh, um, the NFL will schedule two games between the Browns and the Steelers within three weeks again? 
I think that's probably on the list of things to avoid the next time the schedule makers sit down and have a go at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, okay, we got to put a little more room in right. between them. How about the first game and the last game of the season? Yeah. You know, something like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, then again, you know, the uh, the Bengals for years – you know, you've had that run-in with Vontez Burfecht. Right, right. I just wonder how polarizing Miles Garrett's going to be, you know, in, in the future to come. Yeah. I mean, because let's face it, at some point he's going to be back. Well, I don't think he will be as polarizing as Vontez Burfecht. Because, you know— uh, He doesn't have the history yeah, such as Yeah, that's right. You Vontaze. know, um, I, I, I think—I I don't know. You know, I—, I, I up until he said that uh, um, Mason uttered a racial slur, I thought he was remorseful. But uh, that uh, apology was yeah, totally yeah, remorseful. Yeah. But after that, uh, I don't think he was remorseful. I because, would like to know the genesis of that whole thing, how that that came about. Yeah, because if you've got nothing, if there there's no mention of it in the post, have you ever have you ever been let me ask you this, Chaluch. In the post-game locker room, have you ever known guys to hold back when, you know, the press is locked out yeah. and you got that 15 minutes of cool-down time? Yeah. And you know guys, you talk about Tourette syndrome, guys right. are, you you know who was being wanting all right. the information about who cheap-shotted what and all this because it flies around the locker room. Right, And yeah. it's loud and it's boisterous. And, and, and everybody you're still, knows. You're still under that emotion from the game, right? You still have, yeah. Your, you your still high. have. It. So if if the if uh, if there was a racial slur, he would have said it after the game. Absolutely, yeah. He wouldn't have waited till his how did, five. Yes. How does Baker Mayfield not I, I, not having know, heard I, it? Sheldon Richardson, yeah, I, I, Odell Beckham and, Jr. And, and I think the um, uh, the reporter who said Miles Garrett is such a nice guy, there must have been a racial slur. Right. I think I he think heard that. that somehow and, that yeah, came yeah, in. Yeah, yes. Right, yeah, yeah. So the point being is, when you think about this, in my mind, as we talk about it right now, there really is a reckoning of sorts. You want a settling of accounts, but that can't happen right now uh, in the sense of, yeah. you know, with, with Miles and with Marquise yeah. and everything like that, with Mason. But there can be a settling of accounts as far as you're six and five. You still have the opportunity to get into the playoffs. The Browns are five and six, and they have a they have a, a they're an on a three game winning yeah, streak. They, they are in a three game winning streak. And the Cuyahoga River has been caught on fire the for Steelers how many years? And the Miami Dolphins, uh, or the Buffalo Bills, right? But Bills, yes. Steelers, and Dolphins, right? Uh, and so you know you got You got to be. Uh, you got to. You got to come in ready to play. No question about it. And that's going to be uh, this coming Sunday. You know, I, I, you just hope that they don't have a turkey hangover. Oh, yeah. the turkey. No, I, the tur- I, I've never had a turkey hangover. You've never? No. Oh, my heavens. I mean, not, not on the day. You know, I've fallen asleep You've on the day. You've not had it a day after? No, no, never. You know when you get like uh, you get like uh, all the leftovers? Yeah. You put them in a sandwich there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gravy but, going. But, but, but you're, you're, you're a, a, a bigger eater than I am. <sighs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. All right. And Wait. then you you don't know when to stop. Well, that's a and problem. The, the, that's yeah, been a the, lifelong yeah, problem. Yeah, that's a trip. The, the trip the fan is surging in your. You think about it, back in the day, we used to practice in pads at what it's eight seven o'clock in the morning, yeah, something yeah. like that. That that was nice of Chuck that that, that we was. practiced early. It was in the morning. very nice. Yeah. 
you know, because then you're on the couch, yeah. uh, you know, by before noon, you're you're eating dinner, and, yeah. and you know, for the first time, because I would have several dinners. Right, right. You got to have at it. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can't go. Just I, you know, I, I love. You know, I love when we eat early. Yeah. And then the uh, the evening sandwich. Oh, there's no question. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, like about eleven o'clock right before we go to bed. Yeah, because I've turkeyed out like uh, about eight o'clock. It would come back. Yeah, uh, five o'clock if we're eating. It would take me a long time to recover from that. But, but you know, no, three o'clock because then I'd I just kill it. Yeah, but oh. but we were the 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 thing was we were zero and two on Turkey Day, uh, a record. Yeah, we lost yeah. to the Cowboys and we lost to the. Yep. Detroit Lions. That was that was bad. Yeah. That was bad. Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to have Bruce Gradkowski coming in the locker room right here. And you're listening to Touch Wolf in the locker room, ESPN 970. This is an In the Locker Room podcast from SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Oh, love this. A little bit of Bruce. And we got Bruce for Bruce. Right, because the boss is in the house. That would be Bruce G. Bruce Gradkowski. Hello, Bruce. How you doing, brother? Is this your favorite day of the week, guys? Because this is a good day. Guys. Yeah, this is a good day. It is a good. Whenever you, what, yeah, yep. whenever you show up, uh, I, I would have gone with "She's the One," though. Well, <laughs> that's any my boss. favorite boss song. Any boss, yeah. yeah. You know, what I mean, what's your favorite one, Bruce? Man, I don't know. He just, you know, all his songs are good. So, you know, "Born in the USA," though, that's. That's, That's a, a great class. one. Yeah. I had a little problem with remembering the songs. I kept getting – remember? that? What was that? It was yeah. at the Super Bowl. I screwed that yeah, all up. Yeah, yeah. You, you, he goes, <laughs> uh, that was the best rendition of Fifth Avenue Freeze Out I ever heard. I go, you mean 10th <laughs> Avenue Freeze? Hey, you know, so we were we, – Now, we, remember, this Tampa Bay, okay, he's doing yeah, the halftime yeah, show, yeah, so and I'm on the field. So we're, we're uh, you know, we're, we're doing the pregame, right? And I, I, I go, uh, I go. There are so many Steeler fans. The Card, uh, the Arizona Cardinal fans are, are numbered 101. He goes, and so Wolf goes. It's it's like custard at Wounded Knee. I go. You mean the little bighorn? He goes. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> I have a little problem with uh, you know memorization hey, about his, some things. Well, history, you, yeah, history. <laughs> well, you know what? That's like growing up driving in the car with my mom. If a good song's playing, she just says the word. And I notice I do this, too. I sing the words that I want the song to say, <laughs> but not really the true words to the song. You know? <laughs> now, that's funny. Yeah. All right, so you make things up as you go, huh? Yeah, you know, or, or how it sounds to you. Like, oh, I thought they said this. Yeah. They really say that, but I don't like it that way, so I'm going to keep singing it my way. Yeah. You know, the, the long for the longest time, I thought Barbara Ann by the Beach Boys was Ba-Ba-Ba-Ran. <laughs> you know, some right, guy, right. Uh, you know, like what, that. singing exactly. fishing or something? I don't know, but I didn't know it was Barbara Ann. <laughs> Exactly. No, that's what I'm talking about. That's funny. All right. Well, we welcome you, Bruce. It's good to have you in the locker room. And again, you got a you got a little situation here, my friend. You got a, a yeah. situation where you got Mason Rudolph, and 
you you've just had a couple of back-to-back tough games why don't you give us a, a little insight into the mindset of what Bruce has or what um, uh, Mason's come through and how you what do you do to overcome this yeah you know it's tough man and, and you know thinking about it because I always look I've been in that situation you know many of times where you're the starter you get benched I've been cut. I've been cut multiple times from, you know, Tampa Bay to Cleveland to St. Louis to, you know, just bouncing around. So um, it's tough, but you have to fight through these times because you can learn a lot. Like right now, Mason has to understand, like, the game's not going to stop for you. You have to adjust and move forward and continue to try to get better. He has to sit back, try to continue to learn and grow, see what he could do better at, understand also that the quarterback is going to take the load of the blame. He's going to take the load of success, just like people are hyping up duck right now. You know, that, you know, you have to just go with it, continue to learn and grow. I I think Mason right now, he's had a a few tough weeks. And I I look at it though, that Tomlin has to do what's the bet, what's best for the interest of of the ball club, right? In the locker room, Tomlin's always had a, really good sense of the locker room and, and feel. And if he feels as if the players don't have a sense or have a confidence that they could win with a certain player behind center, then you have to make a change. I feel like Tomlin's always been good, and the Steelers in general have always been good at staying the course, not you know overanalyzing and not just jumping to conclusions or you know making a sporadic move in the middle of the season. They're thoughtful that they let things play out, but like you two know as well, anytime you have competition, it always seems to work itself out. And I think, you know, as teammates, you always sense who's actually the one that gives you a better chance. And I think right now that's actually probably what the locker room's feeling that not that duck is like the answer and the long-term answer, but I think right now for a changeup, I think that's what this team needs. Yeah, you know, the, and the the funny thing is, as you heard the post game quotes, um, it sounds like this team has a lot of confidence in Duck. Uh, and uh, uh, but the question I have for you, and 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 elaborate on the confidence the players have in you, but the the question is, do you think it is better? for Mason to sit and watch or do you think you would just send him in and play through it? I think, I think, you know, this past week was him, them trying to let him play through it mm-hmm. and against the Bengals. And then now it's to the point you got to sit back and watch because right. you're not, you're not getting the, the job done, whether it's, missing an open throw or not going through the read properly or holding on to the ball too long in the pocket. You know, there, there's different things that are happening that, you know, now I think it's to the point where it's like, look, you know, let's regroup, you know, you, you're, you know, continue to coach him and he's got to continue to come to work and prepare as if he's going to play because you, you guys know there's not a ton of quarterbacks on a roster, especially this time in the season. So, you know, it's not like, you know, Rudolph's going to be on the street. I mean, he's on the team, and you still need him every day at practice. You need you still need him in the locker room. Duck needs his help if Duck's going to be the starter. So, 
Um, but I think it comes down to, at the end of the day, the confidence in the team, who gives them the most confidence. And, guys, you know, it's not always about ability. It's not all about arm strength and, and size. Right, right. And at the end of the day, when you're in that game and you're in the fourth quarter, and, I, you know, when I was with the Raiders and we were playing the Steelers, that's, that's when it was uh, just, just very noticeable that the guys just knew – okay, he gives us a chance. Whether he missed that last throw and he skipped it 10 yards uh, before the receiver or he threw an interception on that last drive, we just know what he brings to this huddle. Hey, he gives us a sense of confidence, you know, and so I think that's what Duck brings. And that's why, like, if I'm in that situation as a coach, I'm thinking the best move is, uh, you know, for Duck to be out there. That's when I met you, Bruce. I yelled out at you during pregame warm-up. I go, hey, Bruce, I played with your brother, Mark, and I know your yeah, dad. Uncle Mark. Yeah, yeah. I know. Your Did you wonder who the, oh, the psycho with the <laughs> five head with the unibrow was yelling at you in warm-ups? Well, I was like, who's this, who's this good-looking, in-shape guy? <laughs> a big old lineman. Yeah. Bruce, uh, let me ask you this: When, if I if I had to kind of like a couple things, I right away what what hits me is like this: Number one, it seems like Mason is either not trusting what he's seeing, or he's just delaying, and and Duck seems to, and Tunch described that on his first throw, he came in, made a quick decision, boom, and and it was right. off and running. Now he only he only completed what four or five, five of eleven. Five of eleven. Right, but one happened to be right. the the seventy nine yard bomb that was a great play by James Washington. But the point being is there was decisive, quick decisions that were being made. Do you think that's a big yeah. advantage over and above maybe what's seen as greater talent? Absolutely. I always I'm a big believer and it's better to play decisive than right. At the end mm. of the day, I want you to make quick, decisive decisions on the field. Whether it's right or wrong, yeah, of course, more times than not, I hope they're right. But you have to play decisive and trust what you see out there. Because honestly, guys, there's only one guy on that field that is seeing exactly what the quarterback is seeing, and that's the quarterback. True. No coach, no other player. The quarterback is the only one that can see the game through his eyes, behind the center, seeing all 11 defenders moving around, knowing the play, knowing what a receiver's supposed to do, knowing what the protection is, knowing what the snap count, knowing, watching the play clock. You know, so there's so many things going through a quarterback's head at once that you have to trust yourself and you have to make very decisive decisions. Look, guys, I know we're talking about Mason Rudolph, but look around the league. We're seeing it from Phillip Rivers right now. He's not playing decisive. He's not trusting himself. This is the first time probably I've noticed uh, in his career that he's lacking some confidence out there and he's, he's not trusting himself. So it's not just, you know, it's not just a young player, you know, guys go through these circuits throughout their career. Right. And the biggest thing about it is playing with that confidence. Hey Bruce. Um, one thing I got to ask you, uh, can I ask him real quick, right. just to be on this thing. What about a Jared Goff? What happened yeah, well, with this just, guy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you saw last night, man. Wow. Yeah. And I was going to just say Goff, the same with Rivers, you know, where he's not trusting himself. He's overthinking things. Now, all of a sudden, whether it's you're feeling your coach's lack of confidence in you or your teammates, it's hard to shut out the noise as a quarterback because you can feel that. It happened to me as a rookie. Mm. I came on the scene. I was doing well right away. 
So John Gruden was loving me, pat me on the back, you know, told me I'm his guy. All of a sudden, we go through a few rough patches during the season. Now he just starts separating separating himself from me a little bit. You know, we're losing some games. You know, it, it's it's hard to manage as a quarterback, especially a young quarterback. But you look around the league, Derek Goff, Philip Rivers, you know, Mason Rudolph, these guys that, you know, Baker Mayfield has gone through it. It looks like he's played out of it a little bit. So it's very important, the mentality of a quarterback. Veteran quarterbacks, Philip Rivers, I expect to play through that. Mason Rudolph, now you're trying to see – what kind of player he's going to be through his career. Can he fight through these adver- adverse times? Um, but yeah, Jared Goffman, it's just, you know, he's just not playing decisive because I watch him and when he's on, he's on and very accurate, can throw the ball very well downfield. Um, but when he starts not trusting himself, now he's a hitcher too, uh, too late to a throw. He's not, you know, taking that chance downfield when he has an open receiver because he's probably hesitant and doesn't want to miss the throw. So those things come in the quarterback's mind. It's very hard to, to overcome it. Let me just ask you another quick one here. I know it's Luke's That's three questions in a row. I know. I'm sorry, okay? <laughs> but he's, he's thought-provoking. All right? The big G is thought-provoking. Uh-huh. So you said Baker Mayfield went through that, just went through that. You say, you know, I mean, that's I, – I, I guess I hadn't really thought about that, but he didn't look very good when the season started, did he? No. No. No, and, and he's been, you know, and they've had some tough times. I mean, think of all the scrutiny the Browns have had this year because they were hyped up as they were like Super Bowl contenders coming into the season. Then all of a sudden they start off and, and you know, are, are doing awful uh, before their bye week. And, and then they started cleaning up and then they won their last three games. So I feel like, you know, Cleveland and, and Baker Mayfield's a prime example because, look, it's not always the quarterback's fault, right, that you win or lose. Um, and same yes, thing when is. you're winning, and, <laughs> you're, you you would say yeah. but, you know, when, you're, <laughs> when you're on a hot streak, though, it, it's also not all just because of the quarterback. You know that's why football is the ultimate team sport, and that's what I love about it. Uh, but yeah, the Browns have played through that, and now they're they're on a little roll, winning three games in a row. Mayfield's playing with a little more confidence. That means a ton. But he also, you got to give Mayfield credit for being able to play through those adverse times. It wasn't always pretty. It wasn't always, you know, shaving mustaches and, and goatees, you know, after the game in Denver because it was an ugly loss. I mean, that, there's embarrassing moments in there, but he overcomes them. And I think, guys, the most important thing to be successful, you have to overcome adversity. You're, you're going to face it one way or another. Right. And, um, and, and, but it's how you come out of it. Amen to that. Uh, but Bruce, one one question I I, I have for you, uh, shifting gears to Paxton Lynch, uh, it, 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 have people been impatient with Paxton Lynch? And do you think he is, uh, you know, the, you know, is he just a practice squad guy? Just a third arm or uh, do you, as you've watched him uh, in the past, do you think he's a consideration? Maybe not for this week, but do you think he's a consideration? Well, I think it depends, you know, how well he's picking up the offense, you know, and I, and I don't know, I don't know his football IQ, uh, but there's a reason too, when he was in Denver that he didn't see the field much early on, you know, went you know, a few years that they just really weren't playing. I mean, they're like, dude, this is your first round pick. 
Um, but I think he's, of course, he's on the roster. He's absolutely a viable option to try to get this, this thing right. I, I know Tomlin is not one to um, not hide opportunity, to hide opportunities from guys. He's going to give guys opportunities if you work hard and you're prepared and you're earning that opportunity. So I think for Paxton Lynch, it's important that he, he proves to the staff that he understands the offense. He could get the offense in and out of the huddle uh, and get to the line of scrimmage and execute a play that's called. I mean, because I think at this point in the year too, especially that's why you'll see guys halfway through the year, you know, if they need to sign a quarterback, they go back to Josh McCown instead of, maybe a young guy that has much more talent than Josh McCown because Josh McCown's probably been in that system. He understands the offense. He can execute your playbook. He could get you out of the huddle. You could trust him. There's a lot of things that go into that. So I think right now for Paxton Lynch, I absolutely, absolutely think that he's a viable option, but I just, I hope that he's continuing to learn this offense and grow uh, because he's new to the system this year. But speaking, you know, quarterbacks in general, and I was just thinking about this, it's a mentality. You have to have a mentality and you have to be a winner. You have to bring that to the huddle. And at the end of the day, that's what your players feed off of. That's what your teammates feed off of. So if you're not giving that to them, it's very noticeable, especially when you have guys in the huddle, like a Marquise Pouncey, Ramon Foster, guys that have been around for a long time, they could see it in your eyes, whether you're, you're the guy for the job or not. You're in a locker room with Bruce Gretkowski, former Steeler quarterback. Uh, uh, Bruce, I, I have another question for you. When you're in the midst – By the way, this is the second question in a row, yeah, okay? You, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you had three. I'm just reminding right, you, okay? Like, okay. I'm just reminding uh, you. Uh, this will be my last question then, <laughs> Mr. Smarty Boots. Uh, right. So, hey, hey uh, Brucey, when you're in the midst of a quarterback controversy – and you're one of the quarterbacks. Does it does it dwell in your mind, or are you able to put it behind you and just go out there? Well, it depends. It depends how you are, honestly. And I was actually just talking to a friend of mine about the quarterback competition I went through in college, and it is a mentality, it's a mindset, but it's a constant battle, day in and day out, to focus in on what you can control. You cannot get lost in the competition and worrying about the other guy and how many reps you get and, and how many reps he gets and all the other BS that goes along with it. You have to worry about what you can control, take care of your business, your assignment, knowing what to do, being on time, you know, being able to, to speak the language appropriately, appropriately, get in and out of the huddle, get to the right checks and, and audibles. So I think it's just it's really a mentality that it's, it's a day in and day out, hour to hour assignment that you have to give yourself to say, listen, I'm not going to let my mind drift off and worry about things that are out of my control and worry about, Hey, what's coach Tomlin think of me? Or what's Kevin Colbert think? Or, Hey, I saw Mr. Rooney. He didn't even look at me. I wonder if he likes <laughs> <laughs> You know, you can't worry about all that. So yeah. I just really think for Mason, for Paxton Lynch, for duck and duck <laughs> to me. And I'm just looking from the outside. I haven't been in the locker room this year. Um, that he just doesn't seem to get, you know, faced by a lot. And I think that's one thing that's important. I think he's just focused on his job. And, look, he's not going to take the, take this field and be Johnny United. But I just think it's, it's more the mentality, more than ability that you want to give your, your team.
Well, thank you so much, Bruce. Always great insight uh, into the the mind of a quarterback. We had uh, to go to break. I had some great insightful yeah, but, questions yeah, that he just he, like he, yeah, he, he totally just blew me out you of know the water. What? You know, you know what? He made the motion. <laughs> you know what, Bruce? I'm going to tell you the truth. He, he, he just made the motion to me that I got no more questions. So he's lying. <laughs> you know what can I say? I've been I've been outed by the by Chaluch. <laughs> Oh, uh, have hey, a great. Man, you, you, go yeah, ahead. you guys are the best. All right, have a good Thanksgiving. Appreciate you, Big G. Have Talk a great you, Thanksgiving. You coming into town? You coming into family? Yeah. All right. Yeah, big big turkey bowl, right? We gonna have a little turkey bowl at the at the stadium or what? Oh, hey, hey Bruce. Hey, you know I, hey, you know what I always say? Once you play for money, you never play for free. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. All right, have a great Thanksgiving. If your dad's gonna be there, I'll drop by. Uh, <laughs> yeah, stop by. All Thanks, right. Guys. Take care. Thank you, brother. All right. God bless you, Bruce. All right. We're going to take a break because uh, Wolf doesn't have any more questions. <laughs> uh, that was Bruce Gradkowski. I sounded so good up yeah, to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was wrong. Yeah. wrong. You know, I was on a roll. You know, Wolf had this expression like, I got nothing else. <laughs> and, and I said, all right. And, and then he's busting my chops because I keep asking questions. Like, I didn't know you. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break, and uh, uh, we'll be back with right. more stuff. He's Wolf, I'm Tunch, to and go. we're in the locker room. <laughs> this is an In the Locker Room podcast from SNR. Catch Tunch and Wolf live weekdays from 10 to noon on your 24-hour home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio. And Craig Wolfley was in this music video. <laughs> the Lonesome Kicker by Adam Sandler. Yeah. Yeah. It was filmed at Three Rivers. Right. Yeah, years and years ago. Yeah, I was asked to be in it. I didn't want to be because I, I thought it was going to be an all-day sucker. It, and it turned out to yeah. be. Yeah. It really was. It was your last. Some guys like. Last, yeah. It was la- your last music video. Yeah, I, I after that I decided, but no, you I'm know, not doing this. Did you this. meet Adam Sandler? I sure did. Oh, okay, so there's a name drop. There you go. Of course I got a name drop on that one. It was really funny because uh, Faith came with the, the kids, uh-huh. and uh, that was Megan and Kyle, yeah. you know, and uh, pulled up to pick me up because she had dropped me off earlier or whatever. Uh, like 12 hours earlier. Yeah, you were there hours. all day. Oh, it was. And Adam was out back, you know? And so it was funny. They all got to meet Adam Sandler. So the whole family, I'm name dropping the whole family. Yeah. We're, we're name droppers. Yeah, yeah. You know, what am I going to say? Yeah. But it was fun. It was. Yeah. I mean, it just. But it was all day. Yeah, but it you, was, you, it were, was, yeah. you were getting bored. I was done. Yeah. I was done after yeah. that. I was like, I'll never do this again. But he rocks on here. But, of course, what we are talking about, the Boz. Chris Boswell, the Wizard of Boz, as we like to call him, and what I was really struck on, uh, on looking at his record, I didn't realize he'd never missed a kick against the Bengals. 
Oh, you realize yeah. that? Yeah. I mean, even yeah. even through uh, his tough stretch last year, right? He didn't miss one against the Bengals. You're talking about the fact that on on field goals, he's made all 29 attempts against Cincinnati. Wow. All right. He's made in the total- playoffs and in the regular yes, season. Exactly, and including field goal attempts and extra points, he's 48 for 48. Yeah. That was imp- that's really impressive. Yeah. I don't know what it is about Paul Brown Stadium, the Bengals. I don't know. But something, I mean, the the Boz has got well, it on. you know, the last few years, you're not intimidated when you go into uh, Paul, Brown? Paul Brown Stadium. Yeah, I would say that's true. Yeah. But, you know, even, even so, when you look at the fact that, um, you know, he struggled so much last year, and yet he was still able to pull it together and be able to deliver uh, – a proper performance against the Bengals. Yeah. I mean, st- seriously, 48 on 48 overall field goal attempts and extra points. No, that's 48 a, of 48, not what, 48 on 48. Well, 48. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. All right. The point being is the Boz, the Boz was kicking last year, even when his kicking wasn't so good. Yeah. You know, so good for him. And the other thing that I, I thought was great about Sunday was the fact we didn't really talk about it, but Jordan Berry, when you think about the fact that oh, he punted, Jordan punted. He punted out, seven times, out. 42.6. Yeah. Huh? How about lights that? Lights out. Got the average right there. Placed three of his punts inside the Bengals' 20. Right. That's pretty nice. Right. Pretty sweet. How about when he's backed up, the Steelers are backed up on their five, right. and he booms a 60-yarder that wasn't returned. Yeah. That's flipping the field, Can baby. I tell you something? You the go guy, right The ahead. guy caught it on the 30. I thought it was a 70-yard punt. Yeah, well, well, let's see. If he's if the Steelers are backed up on their own five, he caught it. On I thought the, he I thought he was in the goal line. Maybe well, he was it. Maybe he was it. It couldn't be because then the the math wouldn't add up. So what 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 yard line were they on? It says they were on the five. Okay, so the five is fifteen yards, and you go into the end zone. That's right. a fifteen yards. So the so from the moment no so you kicked I, from I, the, the from the line of scrimmage. Yes, but from the moment he kicked it, it was seventy yards. It doesn't count that way. I know, but it counts for me. Well, it doesn't count for you because yeah, you don't count. I, 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 you know, I. Th- it the was, Elias Sports Bureau okay, is the people okay. that do uh, all the stati- right. statistical yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, uh, so, all right. Let me tell you a thing. I'm watching him kick from his own end zone, and he kicks to the thirty on the opposite end. Okay, that was a that was a boomer, and it, it to me from the moment he kicked it, it was seventy yards. So you gonna argue with me? You know, I think you need a little decaf. I think you know, what are you kicking over there? <laughs> it's, the, just... it's the file cabinet. It's right under the desk. You know, I can't. You getting honked off here or something? Like... No, no, I can't. I hit my knee. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, "Whoa, what happened? What was that?" <laughs> all right, that's enough. All right. You're gonna you're gonna knock us uh, off the uh, air. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm 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 back. I'm back. <laughs> no, but you but, really have issues, but, man. But but, but um, well, I, I, I'm I, I'm not gonna argue with the Elias Sports Bureau. <laughs> but it, it right. was it was out of his end zone, right? And it, no, it, I got it, you. It, yeah, the point is, he it was it. a it was wow, it was a cannon shot. Yes, it a was howitzer. And you know what? The thing about it is, he was consistent all day long. And the nice thing about it, that net average. That was, yeah. I mean, he really did a great job. And like, like you said, uh, three of them, 
You got doinked inside the 20, man. That was yeah. really nice stuff. Yeah. Um, Jordan Berry's just been doing well. He's he, Boz he, is doing well. Can I tell you something? With with our defense and with um, Jordan, Right. Uh, I think, you know, he keeps flipping the field. And uh, that's the way we got to win. Uh, you know, as the offense is developing, you're right. We we you know we can't make mistakes. We can't turn the ball over. We're continuing to take the ball away. Our defense has been great at that, and uh, our and our special teams coverage teams has been uh, very very effective. I mean, you look at uh, uh, you look at Jordan Dangerfield. You look at Tyler Medikevich. Uh, you look at uh, um, oh Jordan almost had that that fumble recovery on the kickoff right. return. Yeah. I saw he was really honked at himself. He right. thought he had it. Yeah. But certainly the thing about it is, like you said, look, if you're not going to be nailing third downs with any continuity, right. such as we've struggled on third down, the red zone has been sl- slightly problematic. Right. The defense, getting takeaways, and then the kicking game where you, you take your threes and, and Jordan keeps giving them long right. fields. That, those are j- that's just huge. Absolutely huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I think it's time. we got to go to break. Are we done? Yeah, okay, we got to right. go to break. Okay, we got to go to break. Yeah, yeah. Look at your watch. It'll tell you. My watch doesn't say nothing. It just says it's a watch. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so what's it supposed to tell me? Are it, you, like we the, go the to time, break? 56. Well, I didn't know. 56 is out. Okay. All right, we're out here. <laughs> See you in the, in the next hour. This is an In the Locker Room podcast from SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. You tell them I'm coming, and hell's coming with me, you hear? Hell's coming with me! You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio. I got only one thing to say. That's Wyatt Earp. No, more cowbell. (laughs) Wyatt Earp. You know, uh, Kurt Russell. That's a great movie. I love Tombstone, Tombstone too. You know, Uh, and Val Kilmer plays a great Doc Doc Holliday. Yeah. You know, and then you got Sam, what's his name, plays... uh, uh, White Earp's brother, one of the brothers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, uh, Virgil. Virgil. Yeah, Virgil. Yeah, yeah. That's Sam that's, Elliott plays yeah, Virgil. Sam Elliott. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the dude. Sam Elliott is the best Western actor. I mean, he, 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 uh, uh, you think so? I, I think he's the best. Yeah. Uh, best contemporary. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, not, not, not over Duke, not yeah, over Not, not over Duke, uh, but, but, uh, uh Sam Elliott. Uh, he's just got that gravelly voice. I yeah, like yeah. that. He, it, it he, does well. He, he's, uh, he's great, right? He he is great. Uh, and uh, No doubt about it. All yeah. right, and of course, that is don't fear the Reaper because here's the thing. Uh, well, it doesn't really – it doesn't – the point is, <laughs> as I try to line this segment right, up. Right, right. You know, the point – it's funny how things just sound in your head, and then by the time they get to your mouth, you're like going – that didn't really, that didn't sound, really like it, sound good. It, it, yeah, yeah. The point is, I'm going to ask you, Chuluch, because we got a couple couple questions we're going to throw out there to the folks. But one of them is, who loses more because of the fact you've got Marquise Pouncey is out of this right. rematch with yeah. the Browns, yeah. and Miles Garrett is out for the Browns. I mean, so you look at it and go, well, then again, it doesn't really work because 
Well, I, 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 you know, it, it's a good question, Wolf. Don't, 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 don't okay. fade on it. Don't all fade right, on all it. All right, all right, okay. Uh, um, I, I, you know, but but getting back but to there, neither one, yeah, right. Kurt Russell, neither yeah. one's coming right. back. Yeah. Um, uh, Sam Elliott played. Forget Sam Elliott, oh, yeah. would you? All right. <laughs> did you did you ever see the movies The Sacket The Sackets? Yeah, the brother. Yeah, the he was one dove, of the Sackets. Uh, what is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lonesome Dove. Yeah. Uh, well, no, that's not the Sackets. Dove Bar. Uh, no, no, it's not no? Dove Bar. Okay. But the Sackets when uh, when uh, Sam Elliott was in that. And this guy was uh, uh, um, was kind of taunting. Uh, oh, I forget what the guy's name, the actor's name, but but he, but he was he, he. And Sam Elliott goes, uh, "Don't try to ro- ride over this uh, this this rooster, son. He's gonna he, he, those those uh, lines on his face masks are road are, are warrior maps. They're not age." You know, I've seen him take on, take down a hundred rooster like you, and and the and so Sam I puts a gum. He goes, "What's that for?" He goes, "Varmints." <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny because of the fact that uh, it, well, I liked him in, in actually Roadhouse. Yeah, he you was, know, he was, was Patrick always, Swayze. Yeah, yeah, he's good. He's good. All right, but so, they're too skinny. Yeah, like they're, they're, they're but, too skinny. Getting, getting back to the the question. Exactly the question um, being who is damaged more by the absence of I think one of their I think the Cleveland Browns are damaged. Look, look they're both great players Pounce is a great center but Miles Garrett can t- turn um turn a game with right. a sack yes and he can uh Sack, lost ball. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he's a stripper. He, uh, no, not a stripper. He's a, a ball stripper. And, uh, uh, <laughs> and, and keep you know, going. Just keep okay, going. Never mind. Uh, but, but, uh, Miles Garrett can change the complexion of a game. No question. And, uh, uh, and, and so I think that now they're not really now. Olivia Vernon does is he healthy this week? I don't know. Um, I've not heard. Yeah, yet. yeah. And so, uh, but you don't have that scary edge rusher without Miles Garrett. That's the thing about uh, it. And and so I, I he think, is one of those rare yeah, talents yeah, yeah. that's power and speed. Yeah, right. You know, so I look at that and I say, well, also we've got B.J. Finney. Right now he's not Marquise yeah. Pouncey, but he's, but he's good. pretty darn good. He's pretty. Good. I mean, he's a guy that could start on a lot of other teams. Right. And by the way, he is now ten and one right. as a starter in the starting lineup for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, he's so, not eleven and one. I thought he was no, eleven. He was nine and, one. and he was nine and oh, okay. one before this right. game. So he's yeah. ten and one. Yeah. He's still he's climbing up on Chris Hoke though, because yeah. Chris Hoke is still seventeen and one. He is the undisputed backup champion. Backup champion for uh, he started for Casey Hampton, seventeen and one. Right. Yeah. That's that's but, but getting back. Uh, so I, I think um, the great Chris Hoke. I think because uh, we should never refer yeah, to him right. unless great. No, he's was seventeen and one. Yeah. 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 He's yeah, yeah. um, our man. But but. Uh, Getting back to, um, I think Miles Garrett can be a dominant player. Yeah, and uh, I think that he is gone uh, bodes well for the Steelers. And uh, whoever's playing quarterback was going to have more time as a result of this. And uh, uh, and and maybe uh, the offense is going to gel a little bit more because of the result of this. And I, I you know, I. I 
I, 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 you know, Pounce gone is going to hurt the Steelers. Right. But not as much as Miles Garrett is going to hurt the Browns. The Browns, yeah. Right. Exactly. So now I, I talked about it earlier, but I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of ask you again about the, the, the whole thing. All right. How do you think this would be viewed back in the '80s and '90s? You know, in our day. I mean, think about it. We already talked about Lyle. Well, number one, he wouldn't be out of the. He wouldn't be suspended. No, he wouldn't be suspended. Right. right. Uh, Eighty-two. Yeah. We have Lyle Elzado versus Chris Ward. Right. And again, Lyle pulling the helmet off right. and then winging it. Yeah. And I mean, he threw it hard. He threw it. Yeah. You know, and it's a good thing he had bad aim. Right. Yeah. You know, what I mean, because that that really could have hurt. But the fact is, uh, that that gave life to um, the Lyle Elzado rule, which is Rule Twelve, Section Two. Article 15, <laughs> and basically it says, thou shalt not weaponize uh, the helmet. thine helmet yeah. nor that of your neighbor. Well, well, you know, today's helmet, to, you know, today, and I and, and I, I think that uh, the suspension was appropriate because today you're so concerned with head injuries. Right. In our day, they weren't concerned. And so you, 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 you headbutted and, you, you know— uh, so that wasn't as egregious as today, and uh, and so uh, you know uh, it, it's going to be. Uh, I, I'm curious to see: do they readmit Miles Garrett next year? And uh, and if he shows some remorse, yes. yeah. If he shows remorse and say, "I'm never going to do that again," uh, yeah, I, I'm sure they will. But uh, if he k- keeps trying to make excuses, right? I'd keep them. Out. No question yeah. about it. That absolutely would be something that yeah. would weigh heavily in uh, any sort of, you know, judgment about whether or not this guy is able to come back and, and be, you know, reinstated in the game. Yeah. The thing I wonder is just now um, how different this would have been had, uh, you know, it's like the Oilers game. Yeah. You know, we, there wasn't a big how, – how big a period of time was it? Do you remember – between when we had that uh, the brawl down there in, in in Houston, yeah, and then the coming back was that was that several weeks? Uh, it was longer than yeah, a couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, yeah, okay, a couple of days. it wasn't it wasn't long enough that you couldn't like uh, right right withhold the uh, Tourette's syndrome yeah, of yeah. wanting to. All right, kill okay, him. yeah. Would you keep? <laughs> All right, you just have a problem with revenge. Yeah, right. <laughs> so the point is. Um, looking at this, I just wonder how much this is going to affect the Browns. Will the Browns be coming in loaded for bear, or are they going to, uh, you know, maybe because this is going to be a very scrutinized game? I wonder if that uh, takes an edge off some of what could have been or, the or the Steelers are, are the Steelers loaded for bear? That's true too. Yeah, uh, and, and um, you know th- that's the. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to this game, and I think there's going to be animosity on both sides. I would think so. And uh, it's but, one of those you don't have to worry about but, saying you're sorry yeah, type yeah, games. Yeah, but but who loses their cool first? Who ooh, keeps it together first? Ooh, you know that yeah. that because uh, I, I I think the officiating crew is not going to allow the chippiness. You know, because they're 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 worried about it could get out of hand. I would think and, so. And um and they're worried about the game and the perception of the game and uh you know how guys are looking at it. So yeah, I think they're they're gonna they're gonna be uh, uh pretty 
strict with the I would rules. Think, I would think they're going to be very strict. I think they're going to be watching things very, very closely. But it's funny because I think in my mind, were it back in the 80s and 90s, this would have been a really exciting game for us if we were playing. Right. I mean, yeah. yeah, we'd be there. There was just there was always when you had blood in the water, right? You know, going into a game like this, it it really was exciting. We'd be jacked up. Yeah. All right, let's go to the phones. It's four one two nine one nine one three one six. Let's go to CR in Chicago. CR, welcome to the locker room. What's going on, guys? CR, see this in Chicago. You two all focus are off and running this morning. You guys are live, and I really appreciate it. Having and fun. Get to say it later. I wish the best for you and your family this holiday season. Uh, God has blessed you guys. And, Amen. Uh, you know, be with your families. I know to each each one of you individually, that's very, very important. So, um, hey, just save me a chair at the table. I don't know if I'll be there or not. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll have a drumstick for you, my friend. Right back at you, CR. Oh, yes. God's blessings oh, and right, happy thank Thanksgiving you to you. Yeah. Oh, and, and I just want to say, I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs> yeah, that's a gets nice. <laughs> nice. I'll be I'll be your Huckleberry. Yeah, I'll be your that's Huckleberry. good. Yeah, I'll be that, your Huckleberry. Yeah. Uh, you know, I watched that movie so many times. I just know the lines. You know, like yeah. like the ones he said. I have not yet begun to defile myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I like uh, that movie. That movie, is man. great lines. Oh yeah. And I just want to give a shout out to to all our um uh in the locker room crowd out there, Juan and the guys. Hey, I appreciate you guys' comments. You guys keep me on my toes thinking and I wish the best for all of y'all. Anyway, talk about football. Uh as far as um as far as this game is concerned, um I think uh coach is gonna have our guys um toes to the line because everybody should recognize the importance of this game and you can't afford to get kicked out this game or or cause some stuff that's gonna make us lose this game based on penalties and things like that. Uh, we uh, we only got a few more games to go, and I think the the one game that's going to be a real critical game is going to be the last game of the year between uh, us and, and the Ravens. And let me tell you, boy, them Ravens, them boys look dangerous right now. Oh, boy, man. They they, they, that was, I went to sleep. They when were I was so like, dominant yeah. last night. They were so oh, dominant. Oh, man. I mean, what I appreciate about them, though, especially when Ray Lewis was there, they brought the best out of us, and uh, we brought the best out of them. But this is a whole new crew right now, and uh, they uh, they devised that whole team, especially the offensive side, around their quarterback, and they let the quarterback be the quarterback. And, um, I mean, he's hard to predict. Let's get back to the Steelers. Uh, as far as um, this game coming up, um, you know, like I said, we, only, we, got, um, we need to win the rest of those games. I think we might lose that one. I don't want to say it that way, but it's true. I think we might lose that one against the Ravens. But in any case, that'll put us at uh, ten and ten and six, like we talked about the other day. So um, I think we uh, think we got a chance. We just keep our head to a uh, grind to, to the line and, and stay focused. And um, uh, what are your comments on that, real quick? Well, you know, you're right, Cr. Uh, you're very right. Uh, I think um, uh, Mike's going to tell those guys, look, don't get involved in this stuff. Uh, because I believe they're going to call it tight, and uh, any extracurricular activity is going to be punished. Um, and uh, but it's going to be hard. By the same token, because you're going to want to uh, you're going to want to jack somebody up. 
Right. And, uh, uh, you, you know, it's... The temptation it's, to go yeah. over the line to stretch the rules is yeah. going to be yeah. big. Yeah. You know, because Ogan Joe is back. Yeah. You know, Sheldon Richardson is too. playing. Yeah. You know, there's... I, I, I would, I'm, with, I'm with you on that. And I understand 100% because back in the day, it was a whole other thing. Right. Especially with people like, like Lambert and Joe Green and whatnot. But right now, um, you know, you got to have your mind on the big picture. Um, you can't have your mind on that small stuff because the big picture is we do have an opportunity to be uh, to, to get to the playoffs. We have an opportunity to be that sixth seed. Right. So what's more important, a smack of somebody upside the head, say, yeah, well, I hit him, or sitting on the sideline saying, man, if I hadn't hit him, we could have been in the playoffs. And let me just say, you are exactly right, but in the moment, brother, let me tell you, it's the hardest yep. thing in the world to hold your water when you want to unload on a dude. I, I've never experienced that. <laughs> Oh, give me a break. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm sitting right here. I go, heretic, liar. <laughs> All right. Okay. Hey, thanks, Sierra. We got to roll. Okay. In the meantime, in between times, here we go, Steelers. Here we go. All right, Sierra. Happy Thanksgiving, All right, brother. Happy Thanksgiving. All right. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back with more of your calls. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm Tunch, and you are in the locker room. This is an In the Locker Room podcast from SNR. Catch Tunch and Wolf live weekdays from 10 to noon on your 24-hour home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Oh, sing it, Brian. Yeah. September of 89. Did I ever tell you that I met Brian Adams one time? No, you, know? you always tell me that you met Brian Adams. Well, I mean, you know. Don't, and you're such a not name Don't be a hater. I mean, I just happened to meet the dude after, you know. Uh, I mean, you know what? It was a great concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Hanging out going, Yo, Brian, how you how, doing? How did you meet him? Actually, a buddy of mine, you know, remember Jeff Allen Tree? Right, yeah. All right, Tree, Tree yeah, was, he a, was bodyguard a bodyguard back yeah. in the uh, 80s and 90s. He was 6'8", 330 right. pounds, huge man. Yeah. And so he said, hey, Wolf, come on back here. And, and lo and behold, Adams. there was Brian riding around on a bicycle. I don't know what the, the whole point of the bike yeah. was, but, you know, that's just the way it was. So Because he lost his guitar, so he was riding his bicycle. <laughs> I ride my bicycle. Yeah. That's another song. Yeah. All together well. I will say this. Melanie. What's that? That was Melanie. Oh, really? Was yeah, it? Yeah. Well, think about this. Two weeks ago, the Steelers were underdogs at the Factory of Sadness. Okay? Right. Now, the Vegas boys are all saying it's going to happen again. That they're underdogs. They are underdogs. Now, the last time the Steelers were underdogs at home was to, to the to Browns. Yeah. was 1989. Right. Which, let me take you back there because we were there, Chalutes. I know. And we lost 51 to nothing. Oh, September 10th. 1989. Now, right. do you remember anything about the game? I remember that uh, everything went wrong. It was everything went wrong. It was Murphy's Law. I seem to remember that Clay Matthews. I thought he had two touchdowns. He had two defensive touchdowns: a fumble Could recovery and an interception. Let me start off with this. And do you know what I, time the kickoff was? No. 
It was a four o'clock kickoff. Right. It was a great time oh. to kick off. Yeah. It's the first game, right? At home. Right. That's another big thing. You and don't remember who the co- the head coach of the Browns was at the time? Uh Bud Carson? Yes. Yeah. Bingo. You yeah. win a you win a brownie. Right. Very and good. you know who the defensive line coach was? No. Johnny Tierlink. Was Johnny Tierlink the, the Cleveland the, the, Browns? Defensive line coach. Wow. Yeah, yeah wow. because the uh that year that they lost the AFC championship game. So that was the coaching staff that was uh at the Pro Bowl. And uh uh you know on the way uh, to practice, I was sitting in the back of the bus. Johnny Tierlink sat right next to me. That's it. and he introduced himself to me. And he's a, he was a great guy, great guy. Well, that was September tenth, nineteen eighty nine. The Browns were favored by two, but yeah. won by forty nine. Forty nine, <laughs> fifty one to nothing. Uh, exactly. And, and I also remember uh, almost getting thrown out of the game. We were trying. Yeah, we were trying. <laughs> that was it. Was so bad. Look, I'm going to give you some stats here. Take t- just. Think again at this. All right, first downs. Cleveland had 19. Yeah. We had five. Yeah. Was Bernie Kosar their, their quarterback? I didn't bother, yeah. you know, picking up personal yeah, stats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you should have got the, the full research. Well, you know, that's if I did full you know, you're research. A pa- you're a partial research guy. I am. <laughs> I am. If I did full research, I'd have graduated from Syracuse. That's right. You would have. That's right. You would have done graduated. <laughs> I'd have done graduated. All right, rushing yards. The Browns rushed 44 times, 152 yards, and three TDs. We, on the other hand, we rushed 17 times for 36 yards and no TDs. Greg Pruitt and Mike Pruitt. The Pruitts. The Pruitt brothers. Well, they weren't brothers. No, but they were Pruitts. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) All right. Sacked. All right. We sacked. Webster Slaughter. Webster Slaughter was a wide receiver. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. What are you having, like a Tourette moment here? <laughs> I, 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 I'm just thinking about all the guys. Sam Clancy, right. Reggie Camp, Bob Michael Golick. Dean Perry, yeah. Mike Golick, uh, Dennis Harrison, yeah. uh, uh, you know, Eddie Johnson, Mike Johnston, Eddie Johnston, Mike Who's Johnson. Who was the guy from San Diego, the outside linebacker? Um, uh, Carl Banks. No, 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 that's Kurt. the Giants. No, no, that, that there was yeah, somebody who was an outside. Uh, oh, uh, Chip, uh, Chip Banks. Chip Banks. Yeah, yeah one of the uh, Banks. Yeah, but he was from Southern Cal, yeah. not San Diego yeah. State. He was Chip, not yeah, Carl. Yeah, Chip and uh, Clay Matthews okay. were the outside backers. Eddie Johnson and Mike Johnson were the inside right. backers. Do you remember how many sacks we gave up that day? How many? Six. Six. That's a lot. Yeah, that was a lot. All right, let's see. Net passing yards. Cleveland had 205. Right. And we had 17. Yeah. Because they had Webster Slaughter. <laughs> Total yards. They had 357 to our 53. Okay. Yes. But we went back to Cleveland beat them. Well, would you let me finish? I did some research here. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for crying out loud, I'm trying to, you know, I mean, you, you complain I don't do enough research, then you cut off my well, research. Yeah, you're going stats, and it's boring. Uh, go guys. Uh, uh, and name- Greg, we need a ruling here. Greg, if you please. Can we get a ruling? Was this, like, totally boring, or is it like we're reliving a very horrendous moment? RBC, B- yeah, I'm going to plead the fifth. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. He he doesn't want to contradict you, but he said it's boring. That's what that's what pleading the fifth, man. Pleading okay. the fifth is pleading the fifth. <laughs> yeah, because he thinks you're a goofball. That's why. All right. So here, 
Let me let me just finish this up. Right. We we had six fumbles. Remember? Right. Every time we turned around, it seemed like the fumble was yeah. on the ground. But we lost five of them. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's amazing. We had three interceptions. Yeah. Five fumbles. Eight turnovers. Right. Uh, we we only possessed the ball for nineteen minutes. No wonder that everybody was all honked off at yeah. us, the defense. Yeah. They were out there for 41 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a bad day. So it was a bad day. Yes. Yes. Now, continue with what you had said before. We, uh, when we went back to Cleveland, we beat them. I think 17 to 10. And Todd Blackledge, uh, uh, yes. you know, uh, uh, Bubby was the starting quarterback, but Bubby got hurt. And Todd Blackledge uh, uh, took over, and we beat him. In Cleveland, I, I want to say seventeen to ten, something like that. Something like yeah. that. Uh, but it was, uh, and and we won on a quarterback sneak. Uh, and Todd Black, I remember it. Uh, Todd Blackledge snuck, and, snuck on and, in, and we uh, and we, you know, we got it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, think about that because that's you know that was just as bad as it got. I yeah. mean, for us to be that much of, uh, I, I can't even fifty-one enough. That I couldn't even conceive. Yeah. Of a game that bad, right? But that game was every bit as bad. Well, the Steelers or the Browns are favored again, you know, coming in. Yeah, and I think I sit there and I go, "Get Zeus, you can't have it." I hope it's not fifty-one to nothing. <laughs> Boy, oh, bite your tongue. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. would just be horrendous. No, I, I don't think so. I, you know, I, I, they are favored to win, but I don't think they're going to win. No. Uh, um, I, I, I have a hard time seeing it. But although I'll, I will say this, and you know this will be Friday, we get to the scouting report and that. But Baker Mayfield has been resurgent in right. getting these guys resurgent. Yeah, you know, I mean, he really and uh, one Odell of Beckham Bru- and uh, right. Uh, one uh, of the things Bruce Gradkowski really Jarvis Landry talked about was the yeah. fact that you know you go through these periods of times, and, and Baker last year, you know, he was a lot of hype, and there was an awful lot of hype coming through the summer and and everything else. Uh, it's season, the season started off, and he's, you know, he's weathered the storm. Right. And sometimes that gives me pause, wondering maybe that's what Mason has to do. But I don't think I just there, there's a difference. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, certainly, I got to feel that um, right now the confidence is more brewing in the in the duck. There's, yeah. I think that's kind of like Mallard mania is kind of getting yeah. ready to break out here. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't call it Mallard Mania. I'd call it uh, uh, just, uh, you know, the favor in the duck in, in the quarterback derby. Well, think about this. And we were talking about this off the air, but this is a town that uh, celebrates Zach Banner, you know, when he comes Celebrates in. stories. Yeah, stories are big. You know, this is a, a, a town that still goes Heath even when the tight end uh, Heath Miller retired some years ago. But, oh, I'm sorry, am I boring you? No, I just... <laughs> You're yawning. Well, so uh, overwhelming. I thought you were gonna suck the microphone in. And, I, you know what? Uh, you know, do you remember back when we first started rooming together and you used to snore like crazy? I, I, I do. Yeah, I mean, it was literally. And I, I fell I asleep you before not. you. Yes, and you would suck the paint off the wall, literally suck yeah, the paint uh, off the you wall. You know what? You also are, are a big snorer. Don't 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 How don't do you sell know yourself you fall asleep before I, I, I do. You woke me up with the snoring. I don't think you know. And yeah, and you, you, your snoring is like bombs <laughs> bursting, fireworks. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> All right. So, so the point is, you got the Browns coming in. They are favored again. 
Um, that's not something that happens very often. I mean, if you look back over the years, first of all, the Browns haven't beaten the Steelers since 2014, but it's been 30 years, and over those 30 years since the, you know the Cleveland won 51 nothing. But the Browns have played in Pittsburgh 27 times, and they've been uh, the Steelers since, have been since 89. Yes, since 89, yeah. and they've won 25 of the 27. Right, that's yeah. including playoffs. Yeah. So so they took a hiatus uh, when the Cleveland Browns left for Baltimore, and uh, <laughs> yeah, they, well, they became the Ravens. Right, but they were really the original Cleveland Browns. Right. Yeah, and that's where. Yeah, that's why the the, the uh, Ravens Steelers games are so good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the real blood. All right, uh, uh, let's go to the phones. It's four one two nine one nine one three one six. Let's let's go to Mike in New Jersey. Mike, welcome to the locker room. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Happy Thanksgiving, and to brother. You. Yeah, I love you guys. We're this is um we'll make one game a year, right? So um, we're coming from Jersey, and my kids want to go out to the Cleveland game after what happened the uh, the other you know a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> So we are driving out seven hours on Saturday night, and we're going to drive seven hours back Sunday morning just to see this game. And you I mean Monday you morning, or not Sunday no, morning? Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Sunday night. And yeah, Sunday night. Ooh, okay. Yeah, and I think the Steelers' defense with four Pro Bowlers is going to put the beat down on these guys, and you know. They came, they were headhunting that game. They came out, you know, the Browns and the Bengals. They want to be the Steelers, but they can't be the Steelers, so they got to play that way. And I think I think it's retribution. I think it's going to be payback, and we're going to go out for that game. And I wouldn't miss it for the world. Is it a reckoning or a revenge? What say you? I say it's going to be a revenge. <laughs> Some old school revenge, you yeah, say. Mike? Yeah, I think so too. I think so yeah. too. You know, I mean, it goes all the way back to, like, the only time Cleveland ever had, well, I remember Dave Logan flipping a ball at Mel Blunt in the uh, end zone in 1980, the only team they ever had. Yeah. <laughs> Cardiac kids. I mean, they're not they're not going to get it done. We're going we're gonna to roll over them, and I think Duck, Duck gets it done. Yeah, and then, uh, and then in 1980, uh, in the AFC Championship game in Cleveland, Brian Seip threw an interception. I think it was to uh, – uh, Mike Davis for the Raiders, yeah. Yeah, yeah against the Raiders. And uh, – uh, that was uh, the end of it. That was the end Red of the right cardiac kids. Something like that, right? Red right eighty-eight. Yeah, red right <laughs> right. Yeah, that's great. Good memory, Mike. Way to go, yep. Mike. Absolutely. Yeah. And by the way, on that nineteen eighty-nine game, Warren Williams scored that touchdown. You guys won in Cleveland, seventeen-seven. Oh, that's- it was Warren Williams. Yeah, oh, okay. nothing. I turned that game off. You guys were really bad that day. Yeah, we were really <laughs> bad that game. Well, I would have turned myself off if I could. And yeah. Cincinnati the week after wasn't. Yeah, like forty-five that. to ten. Yeah. <laughs> but love you guys. Can't wait to be out there with uh, with uh, everybody out in Pittsburgh, and we're going to get this one. All right. Drive safe, brother. Th- thanks, Mike. Be careful yeah. uh, on the drive. All right. All right. Ha- happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. God bless yeah. you guys. All right. God All bless right, you man. too, brother. All right. Uh, it. Uh, we got to take a break. Uh, Taking a break yeah, before yeah, the yeah. bell lap. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 you look at your watch. I was looking at my watch. It did tell me that it was eleven thirty-six, but I didn't know what time we had to go to break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. He, he, See, I need a watch that says "go to break now." Yeah, but but he doesn't got one. No, I don't. Uh, he, he he said my watch just says watch. <laughs> All right, let's <laughs> let's take a break, and we'll be back to close out the show. This is an In the Locker Room podcast from SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. (laughs) 
You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio. Well, the Steelers have gotten pretty good at picking up some things and taking them away. Nice pick there, Greg, by the way, because you know what? The Steelers have forced at least one fumble in nine of their past ten games. Do you know who this is? It's Boston. I know. I, 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 I thought, I that's thought, a dumb question. No, I, I, I had that nail. Yeah, I, I, I just thought I was going to play a trivia question with you. Yeah. Seriously, there's a lot of things I'd miss. Yeah. But Boston? They have such a distinct sound. Yeah, they I do. Think, yeah. They do. They do. They no do. question about and, it. And uh, I didn't meet any of the guys on Boston, but I worked security, and I was standing right in front and middle of the stage. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, all these girls, pretty girls, were coming up to me go, can I get <laughs> close to the band? And I was like going, okay. <laughs> well, let me think. Okay. I'll, I'll meet you here after the concert. I, I worked. I actually worked stage security for Fleetwood Mac one time. Oh, you did? I did indeed. Up at the then Rich Stadium, now the Ralph up in oh, Buffalo. Right. You know, with like uh, seventy thousand people there, it was yeah, huge. Yeah. They had. Um, they had also had Pablo Cruz. Oh. Was there Bob Welch? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. There was another headliner too. Super oh, Bowl Foreigner. rock. For, I, it was I, one of those Super Bowl. Yeah, it was one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. big things like that. So it was interesting because we were, we were front and center. I was only like six feet from Stevie Nicks, man. Right. Yeah. That was, yep. Yeah. That's right. That's good. Just hanging out there. So I uh, didn't get to meet her. I just said hi. Yeah, yeah. He said hi, Stevie. <laughs> How about Mick Fleetwood, man? He looked like, you know, he looked like some grunge guy. Yeah, yeah. Got the hair, the tall, beard. Tall, skinny. Yeah. yeah. He's like 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. He's really tall. Yeah. So getting back to... Steelers have forced at least one fumble in nine of their past ten games, and they've only lost one game where they forced a fumble. You know, one of the things that is interesting to me is takeaways, they just seem to come in bunches. Right. You know, they just – and one of the best things that happened was after the no takeaways in Cleveland uh, this past weekend in Cincinnati, the Steelers got back on the takeaway train. Right. And took – and and got a couple more there. But the fact is – Think about this. T.J. Watt has 11 forced fumbles in the past 23 games. That's the most in the NFL over that span. Right. Last 23 games. Wow. That's crazy. And so, you know, when 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 the when you've got a potent defense like that, I'm going to say you got to play a little more conservative on offense. Uh, you don't want to you don't want to uh, give the ball away. Uh, you know, and that's why I think man, maybe I would take duck, uh, make the quick decisions, don't hold on to the ball, uh, get rid of it quick. You and, think uh, maybe we get a resurgent run game? Well, I like that a, word resurgent. Yeah, you it's know, like- I, I, I love the idea of a resurgent run game. Now, we had a resurgent run game last week. But it was it because our resurgent <laughs> run game, or was it because they stink defensively stopping the run? You're talking about the Cincy Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals, you know, uh, and um, uh, you know, and and, and uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards they're better at it, and uh, you know, I, I love the way, uh, you know, Benny Snell ran the ball. I love the way Kareth White ran the ball. Uh, 
And um, you it's know, a nice one-two bang. Yeah, that's right. And I love the way uh, Jalen Samuels caught the ball. So I, I just think you know, you know, it, it, with uh, Devlin Hodges at the helm, maybe you know because of uh, the the decisions he makes quick. And I like those. Uh, get rid of the ball fast. Get right. rid of the ball fast. Uh, you know, uh, and and I and I and I. Love to see Mason pull out of this downward spiral, but uh, I right think now you you still you, have you, an opportunity yeah, to make the playoffs. Right, right now you got You got to go with uh, uh, with your hot hand, and and he brought a spark. And you know, my, Coach Mike said, Coach, uh, you know, Devlin brought a spark to the offense. So is that Coach Mike? Hinting at who's going to be the starting quarterback this week. Well, we're going to find out at the press conference today. How, well, how long? Do you, do you think he's going to make the announcement at the press conference? Okay, so let he's me. He's going ask to address you. the thing. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you something. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Would you rather him announce the starting quarterback right now, today, no. or let it play out? Let it, let it play out because number one, here's here's my thought process with that. Might as well make it as difficult as you can for the Cleveland Browns. You know, don't declare a starter. Let it see, you know, the reps. Everybody's going to see the reps, you know. You know, I, I, I would say announce the starter today. You think so? To end the speculation. And you don't have to answer the question in the locker room. Who do you think is going to start? I don't know. Who do you, think, who do you want to start? I'm not going to say. Uh, you know, I, I I just say put it to bed early and avoid all the controversy surrounding a quarterback. Well, how long do you think it'll be before somebody asks a question? I think it's coming out of the gate. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, I, that's the whole thing about it is you know everybody wants to know that particular question, the yeah. answer to that. Yeah, I mean, simply because Mike made it seem kind of apparent after the game was over, which way he was leaning. It was like he already had made up his mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's why probably the speculation goes to um, going with Devlin Hodges. Look, one of the things that I, I think it would be difficult for Mason to be at home with the Browns and throw a couple of balls into the dirt. Because the boos are going to start yes, coming out. exactly. Yeah. And, you, you, you know, I've been booed at home. It's not. It's, it's not, not fun. fun. It's not. Fun. It's not fun. There's no doubt about it. But the but you look at the Devlin. You made a, a nice sort of um, progressive uh, argument for using going with Devlin. We're talking about you know making quick decisions, being a game manager with a, maybe the upside isn't as high as, as Mason's. Yeah. But uh, certainly quick decisions and just. Uh, protecting the ball because Mason's what had five interceptions over the last couple games. That's right. a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, you know, so it's an opportunity for him to kind of chill out. Yeah, you think? Um, I, you know what? Uh, I, I, I think that uh, maybe Devlin needs to start the game, and if Devlin struggles, you go back to Mason. You know, 
A lot uh, of people say that's, well, you know, that's, uh, you know, the unwritten rule that you don't do that. But No, that, I, don't, I, don't I don't buy, buy that. that. I, don't I don't buy either. that. I don't buy that, that you don't go back to the starter. I think you've, you've got to play what you've got to play. Right. I mean, in, in my mind, humbly, I think the best thing for Mason right now is to deload a little bit. To take the pressure off, kind of clears his gourd, right, and then come back and in at some point in time, you know it's going to come back around, yeah, at, at some point in time. So, I simply look at it and say, just bide your time and and wait and see, yeah. You know, at the same time, be a good teammate, right. Do everything you can to help, yeah, uh, and he will, double. yeah. He's yeah. a he is a good teammate, absolutely. Yeah, that that that's what you you got to be. That's the best thing you can be is a good teammate, and uh, I it'll be interesting. Uh, I I wonder what Mike what path Mike's gonna take in picking the quarterback. Now, will it be announced it today, or will it be let them compete and see what happens? I don't know. Uh, I I don't know. I think. Mm. I see. I think he's already made up his mind. You think? But I don't. But he, you you don't think he's gonna say it? I don't think he's gonna say it. Why would he say it? Right. You know, I mean, there's just no reason to put that out there. The thing that, besides this, I am most excited about the fact that uh, James Washington took a big step forward. Right. And I am also very excited over the fact of watching Benny Snell do some of the things that, you know, you, you, you've you been looking for. Yeah. And suffering the knee injury, get it. It's, you know, problematic. But that's what you look for. Right. And, and now to have a running game that was – um, in my mind, him, you know, really coming down the stretch there, that was a 100-yard game. And putting the boots to the bangles like that with the run game is the most fun thing to do. Yeah, and, and I, I, I think the uh, with him and Kareth White, there's a, there's a nice one-two combination, uh, two different running styles. Uh, you know, one quick, fast, uh, elusive, and one power. So you think um... – Kareth might run a four trap this week instead of just the five. I think, I think, yeah. Well, you know, I think he's too fast for Ramon. That's a good point. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit. Of course, yeah. you know, I remember Franco pushing me in the back. Right. You know, I was like, Franco, come on. Yeah. Slow down a little bit. Use that some of that great talent. Give me a chance to get out there and get on the hoof. Yeah. Well, you're, you're lucky because Franco's Hall of Fame picture is your foot oh i know no my leg, leg. i got more of my leg yeah in that's right you're, you're the whole well it's system. you know you got the wall of fame there all yeah, the great yeah, Steelers. Right. And you're, 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 there i am right in the middle of it yeah well, you can't see me you just can't my see leg. just but you can see your jersey number that's true on the sleeve that's true yeah yeah that's true so you know it, it does yeah, happen you're, you're a hall of famer hey <laughs> i'm in the hall of fame picture yeah <laughs> you didn't know that did you greg yeah. on the south side yeah, you know, I have to point out. I was just pointed out to uh, somebody the other day. I said, "Hey, you want to see uh, see I'm in the Hall of Fame picture?" Yeah, th- it it would be better if you weren't on the ground. <laughs> you noticed that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is that when he pushed you? Probably. You know, Franco. He's just always always so bossy. Yeah, he pushed you. Just push me down. <laughs> Get out of my way. Yeah. Oh gosh. Well, indeed, one of the things that the Steelers got to do is keep up this this defensive play. These takeaways right. are, are something. Yeah. And one of the things that really has, has come alive is T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree both, you know, getting strip sacks. Right. Man, that's huge. Yeah. We haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah. Since uh, um, 
Lamar Woodley and uh, James Harrison. Right. Right. Yeah. That's that. That's when, you know, when both uh, outside linebackers are uh, are are getting pressure, it puts the fear in offensive coordinators and quarterbacks. Right. Yeah. And the thing about it is, you I'm just watching T.J. Watt is really, uh, if you saw his first quarter strip sack um, that they recovered, uh, you know he had a great trapping dive. <laughs> yeah. You gotta go to bed at night, man. Yeah, I do. You know, what, but he had a great trapping down yeah. and through the uppercut from just about the sock tops. Yeah. And the thing about it is, he presents a small target. window. Yeah, target to be able to punch. You, you pretty much got to go. You got to punch him in the head. Yeah. One of the times I saw was uh, he came up and his, I mean, Bobby Hart gave him a face wash and he was like his helmet, his chin strap was on his nose. Right. You know what I mean? It was like that's just how much Bobby Hart was going to the face. Yeah, uh, and uh, sometimes you, sometimes you do that. And sometimes, <laughs> sometimes no, no, you, no, yeah. never, never would you do that. I, I hey, you hey know, watch this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna punch El Noga right in the face. Uh, well, I'm gonna be a little bit busy, Tancho. Okay, I mean, I got my own problems here when we're playing Minnesota. Uh, but then as soon as after the play was over, I heard somebody over there yapping, I ain't afraid of you, Elk. I go, well, he must have punched Noga in the nose. <laughs> you Noganated him. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was, I don't know. Yeah. I, you, you know, know whatever got into you, just like you had like your brain would just like, you're just a violent person. That's I, all. Not, not off the field. <laughs> On the field. On the field. I learned Okay, yeah, we got to go because yeah, right. we got the press conference. All right, we got the press conference coming up. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in a locker room. He, We're going to wait for Mike Tomlin to violent. come on. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs>